You are listening to Insights with Kathleen. Please join me while I share my insights and experiences with the hope to inspire you to look inside of yourself for the answers that you already have. As with all information we receive, take what speaks to you and leave the rest. And we're back. Hey, guys. (laughs) Sherry, it is so lovely to be with you again. Why, thank you. Lovely for having me. Lovely for having you. Yeah, I'm a present. (laughs) Enjoy it, people. (laughs) All right. Well, let's unwrap that present, huh? Please. Yes. You, 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 you. That just sounds so weird, didn't it? (laughs) Unwrap that present. Reminds me of a couple things. (laughs) You're so bad. Yeah. Today is my bad day. (laughs) I love that. All right. So, so what do we have for today, Sherry? Well, what we have for today is kind of a weird mishmash of things. So I was like meditating in the morning and I was taking a walk and something was telling me about loving myself. And you know, sometimes I feel like, I don't know, have you ever had that feeling where you think you've already completed a goal? Like my New Year's resolution a couple of years ago was to love myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, done, I'm done that New Year's resolution on to the next thing. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm, I'm back at the state again. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not loving myself. I'm really self-conscious, really, in a lot of aspects of my life. And uh, sometimes I don't show up for myself or sometimes I'm just like, I don't know, I'm like insecure about my appearance or my personality and it just shows up at different times. (laughs) Even though when I'm like, even though like, you know, a couple of years ago, I was like, that New Year's resolution is done. So I'm just like, oh no, what's wrong with me? I thought I was done with this. I I think that that's so funny. That's the part I'm laughing at is, (laughs) I made this New Year's resolution and I think I'm done with that, which, which I find hysterically funny because... We're never going to be done with that New Year's resolution. Damn Cause, it. Because the thing is, is every day we, we need to show up to love ourselves. And every day we need to make it a conscious effort right. to love ourselves. And it comes in so many different ways and ways that like I'm still discovering. Right. You know, you, you were sharing a story with me about a friend that you were visiting and you kind of felt like that person wasn't even there. It wasn't really even just showing up for you. Right. So... Sitting there and continue, and, and I'm not saying that you did this, but if a person were to continue to to stay with this other person who's not showing up for them. Right. In essence, torturing yourself because, like, yeah. how do you engage with somebody who's not engaging right. back, right? Right, right, right. And now you're like, well, this really sucks. Right. Loving yourself would be, hey, friend, you know what? Looks like you got some stuff going on. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to call it, I'm going to call it early and... Yeah. You know, give me give me a ring when you're ready to. I'm ahead. You know. Yeah. I, and then you go. That's loving you. That is. You, I mean, like, who knew? Who knew that that was part of loving me? That I didn't have to torture myself. Right. 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 Yeah. Because no. Because I want to be your good friend. Right. And like when I was doing the visit, sometimes I internalize these kind of things, and I'm just like, maybe it's a me thing. Maybe like I'm uncomfortable with like silence or uncomfortable with certain things. I'm like, maybe it's like a you know a me thing. But something in my gut was telling me. I think this person hasn't, you know, shown up for themselves, so I'm not sure what yeah. to do. And and sometimes that that is you, you need to follow your gut, you know. And every situation is different, right? Right. So, so we can't generalize all situations in this way, but you need to follow your gut, follow your instinct. You're you're doing a reading in essence. We all could do that, like right? When we walk into a room and we're kind of like sizing someone up, and and we're seeing like on the outward appearance of that person of how they appear, like they may appear like they're 
not in a good mood or they're really in a good mood by the way that they're behaving. Right, right. So right. That's, that's indicator number one. Yeah. Right. And then you get a little closer. And then if you start to engage in, in some conversation or dialogue with that person. So then the way that they respond back, that's indicator number two. Right. Yeah. Right. And and it and it's taking in all those little nuances, you know, from tone to, you know, level of volume to eye contact to body language to all of that. You know, you take in all of that information and then you follow your gut. Like, what is what what are you receiving there and how is it making you feel? Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. For the longest time, I think, you know, I, I went to therapy for a couple of years and like I think the hardest part was like going with gut feelings. My therapist would be like, Sherry, what's your gut say? I was like, um, excuse me. Like, what, what, what is that? What is an intuition? I don't know what that is. I was so focused on, like, my mind and just, yeah. like, oh, how does this mathematically make sense? Or, or like, if you're, like, some other person who's, like, your mind is in the driver's seat instead of your gut. Because, like, your gut would be, like, oh, this person is in a place and this is about this person. Right. Their reactions to you has nothing to do with you. Right. But your mind's like, oh my goodness, did I not wear the right shirt today? Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, did I look at them wrong? Oh my goodness. Am I not good enough? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like the mind could tell us stories. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because like, I don't know what happened. Like I remember when I used to work, well, I still work in customer service. And like I would, I I really did feel for my you know my coworkers because like some they would take like what the people said to them very literal in a sense like make it like oh my gosh this is a reflection on me I'm like no you're just like you're just the reflect like you're just the only person they can react to at this moment instead of punching a wall you know what I mean right. so I think for me with customer service it's kind of that way in a sense I'm like okay I gotta be like this is about me they don't know me they don't know my name they don't know anything about me I'm just the closest person to react but, to them but you know it's funny I, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's actually a great practice ground it for, is for what we're talking about right because it's really good to practice that with strangers right right because because you know that that stranger this person you're just having the very first interaction with has no idea who you are right exactly right? no idea who you are as a person so so when they come up and like kind of like what you're saying and they, they have some sort of an attitude. Right. And it doesn't matter if it's a good attitude, a bad attitude, an indifference attitude. It doesn't right. matter. But whatever they're presenting to you, mm -hmm. then you get to practice that this is really about them. This yeah. attitude is about them. This is not about me. There, there is no judgment on me because they don't know me. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's funny because people will come up to me like my coworkers and they're like, how do you get so many people to laugh with you? How how come so many people talk to you? And like I almost tell them I don't talk to everyone. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not like a hi, I'm sharing. How you like I don't do that to everyone. And it's not even like I'm like really finely tuning. Like, OK, they're engaged like this and they're looking like I'm just kind of like this person seems to be bubbly. I'll engage. This person seems like they want to leave. So I'm going to let them leave. Yeah, and some, some of that, I think, um, what it is is you're tapping into them and you're really allowing their energy, because we've talked about energy before, right? and you're allowing their energy to kind of drive the interaction. Right, right. right. So, so now, when you're showing up for yourself with a friend or a family member or somebody who does know you a little bit better, right? Now you practice with right, the strangers, right? right? That, hey, okay, I'm just going to allow them to drive that a little bit. And I'm being loving of me because one, I'm being respectful of me. Right. I'm being respectful of someone else. So yeah. it's loving of me, loving of them, yeah. right? 
and and you're having that type of engagement and you know that if that if the behavior coming at you is less than pleasant you know that it's about them not you but you're maintaining you are maintaining the respect level and even if they are disrespecting you then then hopefully you're setting up certain boundaries and they could be very subtle boundaries such as you know you you stop engaging with them you just become very blank Right. And then, right. and again, it's a practice ground because they can be mad at you all that they want. It's still not know. about you. It's all about that. It is. It and is. It's their dis- dis-ease, their displeasure. Yeah. You know, their, their resistance. That's just, they're trying to dump it your way, but you're just a rubber built billboard. That's just coming kind of bouncing back. But, but you're being loving enough to give them the space to be right. So now, Yes. So now, okay. like when you come over to the friend family side who right. does know you, mm-hmm. right? And then those interactions are happening. And then as you're making certain assessments, and again, all of this happens in split seconds. You barely think about it. It's just, you kind of know it. We all just know it because that's part of relating. Right. The key is, is, is much like how we started out with that example of the person just isn't even showing up for themselves. So they don't have the ability to show up for anyone else. Right. The most loving thing of you and the most loving thing of them is to give them the physical space. Right. Uh, And to get yourself out of the situation. Right. You know, making polite excuses. Hey, look, you know, when you're ready to rejoin or you want to, to check and me call or you're not abandoning them. You're just, you're, you're lovingly giving them the space to be in whatever, space that they want to be right right? that yeah but you're being more loving of yourself by not torturing yourself to remain in a circumstance that makes you so extremely uncomfortable because you're like what do i do it doesn't matter what i do this person's just not doing and this person's not receiving and this person's not engaging and this person is like (gasps) exhausting right now right and i guess for me i'm just like i i I think you're right because i think before now I'm starting to get more used to doing it because before I used to feel very guilty, like, oh, I'm abandoning them or like I'm cutting them off or I'm doing this and that. I'm like, D-, but you kind of taught me like, hey, that's loving of you. And if you're not showing up for you, you can't be you can't help in that relationship either. So it's something I'm trying to. Yeah, it's like the practice. the airline, the flight attendants on the airplane telling you, you know, if there's ever an emergency, you got to put the mask on yourself right, first right. so that you can still stay breathing and, uh, and conscious enough to put it on somebody else. Right. right. Uh, it's kind of like that same, same way. Of right. Being. Yeah. And I've, I think I've had that with, <laughs> with different levels of friendship. Right. And there's just some where I just was like, okay, this friendship isn't resonating with me. I should leave. And I think, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast. I've talked about it with you and how to respond when people do get like kind of, in your face about it because like that happened to me i was in a better space so i was just kind of like i don't i know this is good for me but i remember when i first did it and like people would make me feel guilty about it like why are you abandoning me did i do something wrong why are you why are you leaving and this and that and i'm oh you know um you make me think of dr heidi green Oh, the new sponsor this week. Hello, <laughs> Dr. Heidi Green. What's up? Yeah, so so for those of you listening, just Google her. She has a lo- little website out there. She's a psychologist, and she has these great little inspirational sayings, and, and they're very grounded, and they're very loving of oneself. And, and I'm not going to quote this quite verbatim, but in essence, right. it's kind of what you're saying. It's like, especially if you are calling somebody out, out on their behavior or their treatment of you right Right. and then they kind of react more harshly 
because you just pointed out their bad behavior. So they're kind of lashing on you for calling it out right. instead of checking themselves to say, oh, yeah, that was bad. I'm so sorry. Right. 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 So so it's really, again, not your problem. It's their problem. Right. But I, I think that that comes with confidence and practice. And that's why I was saying earlier, practicing on these strangers for just receiving right. some of these heavier energies or these heavier kind of emotions that could come at us. Right. To, to know that this really isn't about me. This is about them. Right. Right. So, so it's not to say like, like, also in relationships, I'm not saying that like we totally turn off and say, oh, you're upset at me and that's your problem. But it's not because you have to relate with the person, right? right and if right. you love somebody yeah, and, and they, they're certainly having an issue and they're bringing that issue to your attention, then, then of course you need to yeah. lovingly look at that, hear them out, understand. Right, that's different. Right? Yeah. I, I just needed to make sure that oh, I said that. Because I didn't, because sometimes I talk so general, it's like, well, come on, read my mind. <laughs> what do you mean? You can't read it? Come on now. It's oh, inside with Kathleen. I'm Kathleen. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um but but when you are faced with let, let's just say that it really wasn't something that you did or that you felt that it doesn't necessarily warrant the degree of emotion and right. attitude coming your way yeah. right then then that's where you know maybe take a breath okay <sighs> as, nice. as this person is kind of in this onslaught and and I think for me, because I grew up with that. I grew up with that in my face all the time. And, Jesus. and yeah, it was really hard to navigate. And I lost me along mm -hmm. the way because, you know, I just because it's it's strong energy that comes it's, your way. Yeah, and if you booming. don't, if you're not planted and standing right. in your own power to say, hey, I'm worthy. Hey, you know, I deserve just as much respect and love right. as the next person. Yeah. right? And if if you're not fully grounded in that, it makes it a lot harder for these stronger emotions coming at you from right. somebody else right yeah so I, I just want to acknowledge that this is not easy if you're not fully embracing and loving yourself to be able to come back and push right. back on those emotions right because if we and that's why we talk about self-love that's why we talk about hey you know put you first and there's n nothing right. selfish about that as long as you're not hoarding resources as long as you're not hoarding you know other things right putting yourself first there's nothing wrong with that because you have to take care of you you got to make sure you're okay you got to make sure that you're loving of you love you first right and then you'll be amazed at how much more love you have and how much more capacity you have to put out there not just to put out there but to receive right 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 and you know it was it was i think we had a conversation uh, not too long ago and i guess i'm like trying to tether friendships you know friendships are great and i guess the, <laughs> the way i used to go about friendships when i was a little younger a couple years ago um <laughs> when i was a little younger Me too. it was like uh <laughs> hey i'm a golden retriever i love everyone i'll tell you everything which whatever i mean it wasn't that i was like telling them very very personal things but mm -hmm. i'm like i'm an open book i love everyone mm -hmm. the same way i'd be with kathleen is the same way i'd be with so and so and now i'm quickly learning i don't think that works very well <laughs> <laughs> 
and I didn't know that. Um, well, you know, we all need a little mystery in our lives. We we do, <laughs> and I've noticed with other friendships, like say if I'm like telling a friend about this, but then uh, where I was telling a friend about that, I always was judging myself. I'm like, am I being fake? Am I being disingenuous because I'm not, you know, sharing the same? You know what I mean? I do. I. I do. And then I also know on the flip side, like when you're sharing the same thing with that friend and that friend and that friend, then all of a sudden you start to feel overexposed. Right. Right. I right? did. Yeah. I, so, I, so I think that, you know, it's kind of like turning into another topic almost. Right. Right. I, I think it's, it's about having that judgment of who who's your real friends opposed to who's your acquaintances and who are your trusted peeps, who are the ones who really resonate with you. Right. That 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 really have and I, I don't want to necessarily say the word earn but I think earn is is the word right earn that level of trust for you yeah. to share right I, I I know for myself I too always feel like I'm an open book look I'll, I'll tell you anything that you want to know but at the same time there there is like this safe that has like 20,000 locks on it that'll take you a little <laughs> while to, to get the locks to unlock right. and and at first at face value I can be very open but as soon as a behavior happens or an incident happens right. to where there's yeah. a level of betrayal, where there's a level of, of some discord that, that maybe that other person has caused right. To, right. to show me that, oh, you know what? This person probably is not that trustworthy right. of me, right? Yeah. Of, of me as a person. And so then I start pulling a lot of stuff back and it would take a lot to get me to share. Not to say that. I'm embarrassed with anything that's happened to me no. or, or I love to share what I'm thinking as, as by this podcast cast, you all could tell. Right. 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 <laughs> uh, I think that's the name of the show. Right. I Kathleen. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> Insights with Kathleen. You heard um. it here folks. <laughs> <clears throat> but the, the thing is, is, is we, we all have our own way to go about it. Right. Right. And, and it doesn't, you don't always have to be fair with the level of you that you're putting out there to all the people that you engage with because you don't want to tell your deep, deepest heartfelt secrets, right, to an acquaintance. Right. You know, or I, I know that you had shared with me about somebody who's like, oh, Sherry, tell me, tell me, tell me everything. Tell me anything. And this is a person right. who then comes back and criticizes everything that you said. Right. right? Yeah. So, hey that person you probably don't want to be sharing the same level of information right. with as you would somebody that you feel safe with. Right, right. Right. So I think that that's the measure. Somebody who's going to love, respect you, honor you. Right. You know, and see your worth. Yeah. Then, then they're the kind of people that you want to share more of you with. If, right. If you feel so inclined to. Those who are back there just waiting for you to share all kinds of information so they can judge, 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 judge. They do. Because... They're so busy judging themselves, right? They, they have these unspoken judgments of themselves that they can't even address because they don't really love themselves enough. Right. That they'd rather put it out onto someone else and see all those aspects of themselves that they're not happy with, read them onto someone else, and then judge, judge, judge that way. Right, right. You know, I have a level of compassion. I mean, a big level of compassion for people who behave in that manner because I feel so sad for them. Right. That... That that's truly how they're really feeling about themselves and they don't even know it. Right. And, and and my heart hurts for them. But it doesn't mean just because my heart hurts for them and because I have that level of compassion for them doesn't mean I'm going to subject myself to that. Right. And that's self-love. That's And I, I love that. And you kind of, 
you kind of taught me about like when I was hanging out with this a p- particular person, they were like, oh, tell me like all your secrets or whatever. And I was like, whatever. And uh, like one of them, like, you know, I was like, oh, you know, this incident happened and then it made me cry. And then I felt fine. And they almost took it as like a, oh my gosh. Yeah. If you didn't do that, you wouldn't need to cry. And I was like, no, no, no. I wanted to cry. I needed to cry. I needed to express hey, crying's that. good. Crying's <laughs> great. And I think, you know, I think some people like kind of judge it as like a, oh gosh, you were at your breaking point and you cried. Oh, what a wuss. I don't know. I think we need to start an, a new revolution and, and call it the crying revolution. It's it's funny. I don't know if it was Japanese culture or Asian culture. Some somewhere in in that area. Don't quote me on this, but like there was a culture, and like when the men cry, it's like a sign of strength. It's like a wow, he's so strong that he cried. We need more of that, and I think that's good because I think it's just unhealthy to be like, you know what, I'm gonna bottle it up and beat things up <laughs> because so many people I know do that. Well, you know, I heard this years and years ago so i couldn't even tell you where or what or <clears throat> probably not even quoting it correctly but <laughs> um I'm, this is going to be in my words okay all right so there's a reason why our eyes and our tear ducts are in the front of our face um so that when we're crying people can see yeah. right so so whether it's joy or distressed but it's so that people can share in that. Right. Oh, right? yeah. So, it's a psychological so, study or whatever. <laughs> there very well could be. But but the thing is, is there's a reason why we have tear ducts. And, and, and it stuck with me so much because I was always a crier. When I was a kid, I think I made my dad so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. <laughs> and at the time, I didn't understand it. Right. I just knew that I needed to cry and I was crying. Nice. You know, this Good distressed for you. me. I'm crying. You hurt my feelings. I'm, I'm crying. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm, I'm crying. crying. <laughs> <laughs> so, but at one point, my dad told me I was crying made me ugly. Like okay. when you cry, you it was when you cry, you are ugly. You what? look ugly. Oh my goodness, yes. So you know, I spent most of my childhood because we lived in a very tiny three bedroom house with six people. Okay? Right. So there was two people to these tiny little rooms. So there was no crying in my bedroom because I shared it with my sister. Right, right. I'd have to go in the bathroom, oh. put a towel over my face and cry like <laughs> crazy. And then put some cold water on my face and hope that it's not red when I get out. Because apparently I'm really ugly and nobody can see me cry. Oh, no. So God, was, was so that bad. <laughs> oh my God. Was that the right way to go about it? Probably not. But but my dad didn't know what he he only knew what he knew right right so so i i think for me my determination was is i wanted to change the uh generational trauma i didn't want to carry that forward right so so i pushed really hard so even in business now like you fast forward to now in business women we get emotional we can't help but feel feels right feeling the feels guys whether we're embarrassed or at least i know for me whether i get embarrassed or i'm frustrated sometimes when i'm mad i'll cry right oh yeah i've heard when men are mad they want to punch well when i'm mad well actually i'd like to punch too but (laughs) but generally it comes out crying (laughs) (laughs) so um and, and we're in business, we're in a meeting, something's a little emotional, and we start to cry. All of a sudden, we're apologizing, we're stopping, we're, we're like trying to compose ourselves. Why? Why? Why can't I just feel the feel? Why can't I just, you know, so it's, it's funny because God bless some of the, the managers that I've had because I'll announce at the beginning of the year, this is what I'm working on for this year. And right. the one year I announced, 
I am working on just feeling my emotions. Good. And not not holding them back. You'll be less and, constipated that and, way. And it was a it was a man and he's like, Okay. <laughs> he's like, I'm uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, kinda like that. But like sometimes I would be so emotional. We we have these very ins- inspirational type meetings where we'll have um, people who come in and they'll share their stories and or I'll get really emotional just for the success stories for the different people around the company. And like I'm trying to hold back all this emotion because all I want to do is just cry because I'm feeling everything, you know. And so I just let the tears like I don't fight it. And and you know what? I really am not that ugly when I cry. No, you're pretty good. I've seen you cry. Like it's one Jesus tear <laughs> when I wrote a song about you and performed it. I got one tear. Which you are welcome. <laughs> I wanted more, but whatever. Well, you know, I'm still programmed to 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 kind of hold some things back, but that is something that, like I'm working on. It's just not to hold it back. Like it's not that I'm crying hysterically. So it's when you cry hysterical. Yeah, your eyes puff up. Your face right. turns red. You get all blotchy. You, you know. But when there's a certain emotion just coming through and it and the it's tears just want to flow. I just let it go. It's and, nice. You know, so. And then I don't care. If somebody's going to look at me while I'm crying, well, God bless them. Maybe they'll come <laughs> over and give me a hug. Or, right. Or just check in on me. But nobody says anything. I think it just makes people really uncomfortable. Oh. But anyway, that that's a little... Side note, we'll come back to that later. Let's get back around to what we were talking about. I don't self-love. remember. Oh, self-love. See, I caught you, girl. How do you do that? <laughs> My gosh, you're great at that. <laughs> self-love, yes. I I just find myself being feeling very insecure and I think it's just because you know you have people in your life I'm not saying it's all the people in my life but even past experiences which I'm trying to go through where you know I'm I'm on this new journey I'm doing this new thing and you know people will just be like oh you're making this up or oh you're like they'll just invalidate what I'm feeling and I guess a lot of the times when I would have a gut feeling about something I'm just like I think I'm right about this and people are like no you're wrong so I'm trying really hard to like break through with that kind of like what you said with your dad mm-hmm. saying like you're ugly when you cry a lot of people by default are like oh Sherry's lying or Sherry's making this up or Sherry can't do this and it's a lot of you know the thing is is you know your truth right nobody else knows your truth true you know your truth. Yeah. And that and that stand in that. You're right. You're right. right. That doesn't that feel better already just to state that? Stand in your truth, Sherry. I really want to stand in my truth. And I, I feel like my truth is on this lovely journey <laughs> that maybe some people don't understand. And they don't, um, do they need to? No. Not no. 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 I just gotta do my own thing. Do your own thing. It's right. And you know, <laughs> Do your own thing. The expectations of how things are to show up. Right. That's the other thing, too. You know, there, there's nothing wrong with having a certain level of expectation because when when you um, now you've heard me mention Esther Hicks before. Right. Yes, I have. Yeah. So she she talks mostly about. Um, excuse me, about um, the law of attraction, that that's really what they share most of that. Most of the information that they share is all wrapped around that. Right. <clears throat> so in the law of attraction, there, there is a certain level of expectation you need to have. So it's not that expectation is bad all the time. We right. need to have it and we should have it. So when you want something to manifest, you know, you believe that it's going to manifest and you put it out there and you have that expectation. It's already done. Wow. Okay. And then you let it go. 
and and you stay in that feeling and that feeling you know how do I say this so um you want to stay in the feeling of that it's already done that you're there right and sometimes you may have to put your attention you know something a little more broadly so that you can stay in that feeling and not focus so much on the thing that you're trying to manifest because the idea is is you put it out there you say hey bam I want it perfect example is I was standing in my kitchen one day and I said hey look universe kitchen. you said you would always provide for me I need this 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 and this like I basically needed a whole new house right I need a new electric I needed new siding I needed a new roof um I need a new kitchen my counter was falling apart like every time I wipe it um I just needed all of these things and I just threw it up there and I said well you said you'd provide provide I never thought about it again wow I never thought about it again I think it was probably about a year later yeah maybe a year year and a half later I don't even remember the timeline. See, because I, I quit thinking. I just threw it up there and You're walked like, away. You're just like, here it is. All right, here let's is. go. This is what I hope That's to That's what I want. Next thing you know, the universe delivers. And I think wow. I may have said this story on here before. No, go ahead. I actually, I, it actually reminded me of something. Said so the tree, tree from a Hurricane Sandy falls in my house. Right. And most people would be totally devastated. I'm cheering. Hey, universe is showing up and it's going to give you everything I asked for. Thank you very much. (laughs) I love that. Anyway, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say that actually reminds me of something that happened to me recently. Um, So it's almost, I think you told me this or somebody else told me this, either my mom or you, about like when you let some, you actually said this, I think, when you let something go, it actually brings, I don't know if it's more blessing. No, I think my mom said this. Your mom said it. Yeah, my mom said it because it was more Christian or whatever. But yeah, she's like, when you let go of things, you allow. When you love something, let it go. If it comes back to you, that one? Well, not necessarily, kind of. But like when you let something go, you allow more blessings to flow. So I, I quit doing my podcast and I was like, oh, this sucks. And then I got nominated for an award at school. I was like, wow, cool for like a scholarship thing. And then I got offered, well, I'm not offered it yet, but I got, um, I don't know what it's called. What is it called when someone wants you to do something for them? Well, anyway, someone put me in the running <laughs> to uh, be an editor in this club. And it's great. Somebody nominated you for it? Yeah, I guess somebody nominated me for it, kind of. So, you know, I'm going to do the application. But they said, like, oh, you're, like, a really good candidate. And they're like, hey, here's what it would entail. You would do a podcast. You would help other people make podcasts. You'd promote them. You'd do videos. Pretty much he was listing the entire resume of what I have. And it's a paid position. Congratulations. Thank you. And I just put that out in the universe not too long ago because I'm like, you know, I'm sick of working at my job. Like, I want to work at somewhere where, like, I do what I love and I don't have to sit or stand in one place and I get to do things I love and just do all that and be creative and then this shows up and I just yeah like all right so answer me this yes so you put that out to the universe yeah right how many times after you put it out to the universe did you contemplate it did I contemplate it I don't even think I thought about it to be honest exactly I was just like here and it just showed up and I just I think for me another thing I was like oh you know I want to like you know I'm in this better place I feel like and I'm like oh you know when I go off to school I would love to meet like you know people you know that resonate with me Mm -hmm. so 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 that's kind of what you did yeah you did exactly what I was talking about and what Esther all her little um YouTube videos share right her different um workshops and stuff is that you put it out there 
and you you basically let it go but you stayed in the vibration of it as if it's already happened because you right. were excitedly thinking about all these other potential new relationships you're looking right. forward but you're not concentrating all of your energy onto that one request but you're staying in this higher vibration or as Esther likes to call it staying in your vortex and I you love know, that. Staying <laughs> in your, your vortex. vortex. <laughs> Sounds so spooky, but I love it. Does. It's kind of it where was works. Esther like three years ago? Because I did the opposite of what she said to do. I used to because I was like, you know, I really want to be like a famous singer or whatever, whatever. And I would put that out there. And I guess for me, I'd be like, hey, I'd be focusing so hard on that. And I'm like, why isn't it happening? This, that and the other thing. And I'm just like, you know what? If I put all this expectation on this, what if the universe is like, I have something even better for you to do? Mm -hmm. That's not that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just do my thing. And then I end up doing podcasts and I just, I end up doing other things. So. Yeah. And now that brought you around to me and I am so grateful. Oh, why? Thank you. You're welcome. So Sherry, now we've hit and we've talked about self-love and some aspects of what that looks like because there are so many different ones, right? So in our um, previous podcast, we were talking about, we had talked about um, body image, right? Right, that, yeah. That's a level of self-love. Yeah, you're right. Feeling the feels, that's a level of soft uh, self-love. What? Yeah, I know. Oh, my right. gosh. Look at all these connections. <laughs> <laughs> it's like reading rainbow. <laughs> I love that so much. So, so do you feel like you're in a good place right now? I feel like I'm in a good place right now. Yeah, I'm going to take all these and like put them in my sack and go to bed and sleep on it i don't i don't know where i was going with that but yes i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure and i have to keep in mind like hey self-love is an act you do every day i well i i think the thing is is too especially if you come from a christian background right we we always believe that we have to self-sacrifice on behalf of somebody else to truly be loving right yeah um i'm here to tell you no that's beyond you know if if we really are going to just if we focus on christianity right and the basis of it is about jesus christ and and how he died on the cross for all of us right well you know (laughs) Before he got there, let, let, let's look, because we mainly focus on him dying on the cross and rising. But Oh, Easter's but, coming up soon, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Happy yeah, Easter. Yeah. But but if we look at his, the journey of his life uh-huh. and all the times where he stepped away, right? He stepped away from people. He stepped away from his apostles. He went off on his own to meditate. He took time for him. He was being loving of him. Good for Jesus. Right? But do we see that as selfish? No, because well, no, he's because 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 in some areas <laughs> or some institutions may may wrap that up as he's praying to God. Well, yes, he's but but that's chilling. still that's still him taking time, giving space to him, giving you know himself a chance to re- rejuvenate, to regenerate, right, to, right, exactly, to take care for himself. I like right? that Jesus did that. Yeah, he did. And and that's the example that he really wants us to to take away. Okay. I'm probably going to be like a lot of people are probably going to hate me on this one, but I'm I'm going to be so bold and share this too. Okay. Since we're ahead. talking about Jesus and we're talking about love, right? Okay. So he really did not come here to die on the cross. I hate Ooh. to break it to you. I know this really? sounds so drastic, right? He came here to teach us. He to teach us about love, to teach us about some of these these principles that we talk about here, right. right? To talk about being in touch with yourself, being grounded, 
um, following your intuition, following your gut, right? Praying, yeah. right? Praying, meditating, whatever you want to label it or call it, mm-hmm. you know, and and being connected to oh, spirit, right? Be, having yeah. that connection. That's what he came here to teach us. Wow. He ta- came here to teach us about love and, and all of that. It's just the way things unfolded. And yes, he probably saw it all coming. Right. But was hopeful that maybe, you know, different decisions would be made so that a different timeline would play out. Ah, right. Humans. But at the same time, the timeline that did play out that we know in history in this timeline that we live in, he's like, okay. This is where it's going. I'm willingly going to play this out with you. I'm willingly going to laugh because he was very powerful. There's many things and I'm, and that takes a whole nother conversation to get into a whole other aspect. But yes, he died on the cross and he wanted to show us that he's bigger. We're all bigger than wow. death. Right. Uh-huh. And then that's why he rose from the dead to show us that death. It, it, it doesn't hold power over him. And if we're sons and daughters of God and we're brothers and sisters of Jesus, right. that means the same for us too. Uh-huh. So, so let's just wrap this all back up into self-love and self-love is, is, you know, just remember that you are bigger than anything that happens to you. I you like are, that. And you're more powerful than you even know. I like that even more. Yeah. yeah. So, so stay in line with the spirit, you know, and, and work on that work on, you know, practicing that self love and setting good, healthy boundaries, you know, and, um, and giving people the space to be who they are. And if they, in at any given point in time are not able to show up for you, right. Right. To, to engage in a relationship, then give them that space, bless them. And, you know, right. Don't do the whole, don't torture yeah yeah sacrifice is not because that used to be a thing in my family it was just well you know not to cut you off sorry i mean there is one thing about sacrificing right like like so like if you want to sacrifice some food to help feed somebody else because they're starving and they're hungry right mcdonald's absolutely yeah it's good yeah whatever yeah you can have a fry (laughs) i I don't know (laughs) but but you know there's nothing wrong with like sacrificing you know, some of your money and, and I wouldn't even say sacrificing. I would say just giving your abundance. Right. right? Because that's really what it's about. Yeah. It's not, it's not about like torturing oneself. Right. To help a fellow human. Yeah. Yeah. That's... You know, cause, cause where is, where's the production in that? Right. Right. Where's the love in that? Exactly. It's not loving. It's just kind of like, no, you just say, I I feel like, and and this is maybe a little judgy on my part, my part, but I do feel like that if we use the word sacrifice or self-sacrifice, then I kind of feel like we're positioning ourselves to, to not be in the most positive place. It's almost like we don't want to do it, you know, as to come from a heart of giving. Well, you know, words come with vibrations too. Right. And then through the centuries, what, what vibration is, is, that term carrying you know how about let's just give and and know that we all live in abundance so if i'm self-sacrificing or if i'm sacrificing that means there's there's a level of lack that's attached to that well hey i'm abundant right right give that's that's what usually i do and i have more than enough to keep giving right Right. so so if i believe that that means that that flow is just going to keep coming and universe is going to go oh yeah you do here girl we're just gonna send you some more so you can keep giving funny enough i don't know what happened but i bought i what did i do i bought something 
And I was like, you know what? Whatever. I don't want to buy this, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I gave it out of like a nice hopeful place. And then the abundance just started rolling. My parents did my taxes and I'm getting like $300 back or something. So that's, that makes me very happy. Nice. Abundance at its finest. Well, you know, um, I, I learned that lesson of abundance from someone who, um, it was many years ago and, and it j- I was just amazed. Like <clears throat> they didn't know where their next paycheck was coming from. Right. But they fully believed that if they gave more was coming their way. Right. And I watched this person and I watched, cause they paid everything in cash because they couldn't get a credit card or they just didn't have a credit card for whatever reason. Okay. They had no real telephones. Yeah. You know, um, they were, they were all in definite, you know, definition of the world. They were poor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But they still would give, they nice. still would give yeah. money. They still would give of mm. themselves. And then they were a salesperson, right? For, right. for some low end company or something. But I would watch this abundance come flowing their oh, way. Yeah. And they would just keep giving and that abundance would keep flowing. And that really sat with me. So I started practicing along those lines of not, not focusing on the lack Right. But focus on the gratefulness and the gratitude of what is. And then that way it sends a message saying, oh, she likes to have this. So let's send her some more. Right. So if you focus on what you don't have, then then the universe or spirit thinks, oh, she likes not having. So we're just going to take more away. Right. No, I I, I'm oversimplifying it. But but I've seen that in my life that if I focus on the gratitude of what I have, and being so grateful, more just comes. I did that a lot. Like when I was in my uh, teen years or whatever, I would always like just give, you know, give it to a charity, tithe, whatever. And I didn't make much money. I, you know, I had a part time job at this thing. So it was like most, it was a good portion of my paycheck. And my parents were like, you do that? And I was like, I don't know. I just do it. I just like doing it. And they would just see like, you know, I would just get an influx of money or just opportunities and stuff. And they're just like, wow, we kind of want to do that too. So they like would do it on and off. So So how cool would that be to apply that to your own self-love? Ooh, I like myself. So let's keep liking myself. Yeah, I love me. I'm so grateful to be loved. I'm so grateful to be loving. I'm so grateful that I can embrace myself in this way. Yeah, you know what? You're right. And I think, you know, it's loving of myself to be like, you know, I've been going through a transition, uh, you know, different like relationships, whatever. And I'm going to be loving of myself to say, hey, if something doesn't resonate with me, I'm going to keep moving. Because before I was like kind of resisting it. And I was like, am I a bad person? Because I don't <laughs> want to be around this person. But they're so negative or this and that. And it's just like, you know what, Sherry, just let it flow. If you don't and you want more of that's going to come your way. And I don't want that. Well, you know, here, here's the bottom line. It, especially for those who are or even me i i've been here before you know i'm not here now but i was there yeah where i i'm just wanting somebody to to love me like i want to have a significant other right why do i want a significant other because i want to feel good i want to feel good that somebody loves me and i love them and i can be mushy i can be romantic and i can be <laughs> all these things right ah this great big high but the thing is is until you really fully embrace and love you right no one's going to make you no. feel loved, right? Because no one can make you feel. The feeling is up to you. You're That's the you. one who drives the feeling. Right. The cool thing is, though, is when you love you 
and you're in love with yourself and somebody else comes along and they resonate with you, they amplify mm. the feelings that you have for yourself. So, so do a little experiment. I, I, I um, recommend it for anyone listening. Just even if it's just going back and thinking about past relationships or whatnot, think about, hey, so this aspect of myself that maybe I haven't fully embraced, how did that play out? How did I project that to someone else? And how did I feel about that? Like, was it harsh? Was it not great? Did I really love it? Did you know what I mean? And how did I see it showing up in someone else? Right. Because because relationships help us in that way. Yeah. So so now like. Of course, it's taken me many years, but right now I'm I'm kind of loving me. You should. <laughs> and, You're great. And, and like I'm now at this point to where um, I feel confident in me. I love me. I have fun just on my own. I love you know, that. Like, That's it doesn't great. take a whole lot to entertain me. Um, I laugh at my own jokes, which is even more funnier. I love that. Anyway, you're hilarious. <laughs> you're hilarious. <laughs> I'm hilarious. Um, but I'm not. I'm, it's changed. So I'm not so bent on, Oh, I got to find a boyfriend. Why can't I find a boyfriend? Why can't I find just a good I, man? I don't know why I, I mean, can't like, find a boyfriend Where either. are they? I don't you know? know where the oh, boys are. Oh, they're all taken. You know? Oh my God. That it, <laughs> It's funny you mentioned that because you're right. Whoever you're with amplifies how you feel. And I kid you, I don't know what energy I was sending out. I think the universe just thought it was funny, but like at least three women in a row came they're like in their 40s, 50s or something. They all come to my register and they're all telling me about how much they hate men and how I should never get married and that they hate them. And I was like, <laughs> and, and you're like, oh, don't need to worry. On I, that don't, cause I don't I don't dig men anyway. I don't, I don't, I don't really do that. I'm so into the girl. yeah, right. <laughs> like thank the universe is like, Sherry, see, you like girls. I'm like, I really do. Um, <laughs> now, listen, you know what? Men are men are great. Um, there are some really good men out there. There are a lot of good men out there who are looking for really great women. Just think positively. But the of key course, is, yeah. And, and the same with you. There's a lot of great ladies. But the key is, is get to know you first. And I think that's and love you so that you can then show up as you. Right. And that's kind of what I picked up from when they were talking, because obviously, I mean, one person told me they were married for the fifth time. So I can't even oh, be like, boy. that's. Yeah, I can't be like, that's the men's fault and all these things. And I'm just like, oh, universe is like, hey, love yourself. So that way the right one shows up, because if you don't show up as you, you attract things that you don't even want. Well, I, I think that even with her five marriages, I think all the right people were showing up at the right time. I know it sounds really crazy, but sometimes she just it's just something she's still working out. And once she works that out, then she might not have such an influx, right? <laughs> don't laugh at me <laughs> an influx she's just working it out i'm sure she is i'm sure those those people showed up at the right time that's kind of how i feel you know i listen i can empathize i've been the same way too where i everyone would have the ongoing joke that i had a very specific type that was a little basic maybe um, and I'm looking back at those relationships and people I've liked. I'm like, oh, the reason why they're so similar is because I'm still working out feelings yes. for certain particular people or certain aspects of my life. So once of I you. did that of me, yeah. Of you. Mm -hmm. And then once I was able to do that, I'm like, oh, this person's different. 
It's not like the other people because I'm in a very different spot. See, Sherry, like as we started with customer service, it's right. really all about the customer. Right. Well, guess what? It's really all about you. <laughs> <laughs> and self-love is really all about you. It is. Thank you so much for bringing this topic to us this evening. Of course. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you found something valuable that you can carry with you. Have a good night. Thank you for tuning in. Remember that you are bigger than anything that you're going through or anything that is happening around you.